Happy Monday and welcome back to the Weekly Noodle, the official podcast of Spaghetti Records. I am still in the studio uh, after last week's episode here with Bill, Dave, Ben, and Andrew, the founders of Spaghetti Records. And we've been talking about their vision and plans for the super cool record label and the music that they've got coming out. Guys, are you still doing okay? Doing great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm swell. Ha, take that, Andrew. <laughs> Peachy King. I am marvelous. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Wondrous. Thank you. Obviously, a lot of the projects that you guys have talked about involve the four of you. Uh, do you have any other projects that you're working on that involve maybe some other super creative folks that we all don't know about yet and probably should? Well, we met this group of guys uh, named Phil. Um, four of them. Four Phils. And uh, they, they're they kind of... They, we met them in a comic book store. They were huge futuristic. nerds. Yeah. And, uh, and we were talking to them and we just kind of... So we, we started working with them and they had this idea uh, for um, comic book-esque music. Um, so we've been working with them on that. Um, but uh, I, I can't remember all their last names off the top of my head. There's Phil uh filament mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Dr. Phil one of them was a doctor he was dr phil guy said what are you doing in the comic book store but i mean you know hey you know everybody teach their own so they're really cool guys though they came up with some good stuff so yeah the phils yeah the phils are great um there's a a kind of oft incarcerated fellow that goes by the name cell blocker all a kind of outlaw country guy that um if his music wasn't so good, I think we would not want him around, but it's a sacrifice you make, you, you know, take inventory of the equipment after he leaves the studio, but, um, he's fun. <laughs> what, is, what is the threshold for being oft incarcerated? Like what, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about here? Like, uh, I honestly couldn't tell you right now whether he's on the inside or outside. It's, a I think more oft than not, day. he's inside. Sort of yeah. <laughs> um, there is a, there is a, um, uh, kind of a post rock um, project with a, um, a, a really talented guy in Jason Mainz. It's called sway. That's uh, an exciting newer, newer project we've added onto the roster to turn the tables a little bit here for the listeners. Melissa is, is something of a multi-instrumentalist as well and producer. And uh, as far as spaghetti records releases, who knows, but at, at some point on this podcast, we, uh, I believe we'll get to hear some of some of your music as well, Melissa. God, I hope um, not. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but maybe it could happen. Uh, so yeah, so you mentioned uh, production by way of talking about some of the stuff that I do. So uh, we've talked a little bit about the artists that you guys are cultivating. I personally would love to hear some of this children's music project because I think it's a grossly underrated and sophisticated uh, style of music writing and production. So uh, what are we going to hear? Yeah, we're going to take a listen to a song called Lucas, My Brother. Um, it's about my son. So, And it was co-written by my other kids. I have a lot of kids, about 20. So <laughs> that's <laughs> what it feels man. like some days. <laughs> busy man, yeah. Oh, at one point, yes. Okay, so that's what we're about to hear. All right, well... With that, let's take a quick listen to Lucas, My Brother, uh, a song about an actual child and several uh, adult-sized infants. (laughs) 
Right, that was Lucas, my brother, by the Three Friends Project. Uh, very, very cool. But who else is involved here? So, are you guys doing all of your own production and recording? Are you working with other producers? Like, how are you guys working? I, I, I have a sense that there's a strong DIY aesthetic here with you guys, and that's a big component of what you do. But, but let's talk about it. What are, you, what are you guys doing? I, I would say production-wise is similar to the, the writing and, and just making of the music itself, is in that it's. Uh, largely in-house, but not entirely. So um, what I mean by that is we all, we have a studio um, in Detroit and uh, a now defunct studio in, in Chicago where a lot of, a lot of the music was recorded, but won't be moving forward. But mixes are typically done outside of the, you know, the, the nucleus of spaghetti records outside of the, the inner circle. Um, of course, uh, again, for the listeners, Melissa, owns and runs uh, sad monkey sound in the San Francisco Bay area. And, and of course, Melissa, you're doing some um, mixing and uh, some production for us. And then there's a studio actually out of Bangkok called black Swan audio. Um, that's done a lot of our mixing as well. So final mixes are typically done uh, at black Swan audio or sad monkey sound. And uh, the tracking is done pretty much exclusively in Detroit at this point. I think it's a very modern way of making records. You know, I, I think, you know, we, all of us grew up at a time and remember, you know, the stories, right? If you go into the the big studio um, in LA or maybe in Chicago, um, you know, there are a few there in New York and, uh, and then ideally you're working with some really famous person and you hand them a bunch of money and you walk out of there a few weeks later with a, a finished record and it sounds amazing. And, you know, I think you guys are really embracing the new reality where even, you know, even in the major label world, everybody's doing a lot more themselves. Everybody's uh, recording in smaller studios and working remotely. And I think this, you know, kind of global 
not to be cheesy, you know, because I think that's yeah, I always hate when people oh it's it's a global approach. It's but it is it is a global approach. You guys are working, you know, with yourselves uh, primarily in the Midwest. Uh, you're you know working with folks here like me on the West Coast, and then somebody in Bangkok. You know, I mean that's 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 mm-hmm. incredible, and and what an amazing time to be making music. I think. Yeah, I agree with that, and it kind of touches a little bit on what we mentioned earlier about trying to make a a modern record label. Well, you know, 20 years ago, probably really even 10 years ago, it would have been nowhere near as easy to uh, do this sort of thing where, where there's this long distance element involved, just technology has made that possible, which is pretty awesome. Um, I remember the first time I ever recorded was in the nineties and it was with tape, you know? Um, So (laughs) definitely we're at this point old enough to remember a time when it wouldn't have been feasible to, um, send tracks back and forth and, you know, work the way that we do. I th- I think it's, it's just, yeah. Like we remember that and we miss it and try to emulate it, uh, <laughs> with some of the modern technology or, uh, or, or the real deal, but it's really been nice. I mean, the spaghetti records started pre pandemic. Uh, and then during the pandemic, we really, it helped us that we would strengthen those skills of remote, collaboration and writing um and it just i think it also uh bless you (laughs) i think it also um you know supports like if any of us get a spark of an idea it just supports be able to lay it down and send it out and someone throws something on like uh we have a one of the cool newer projects is children's music group i think that probably started mostly uh you know david sent some i know dave and andrew um, and we've all kind of contributed, but we're kind of big players, um, in that. And Dave, I know you had a few, uh, great, um, children's music ideas that you had, uh, thrown our way. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that or that wouldn't be possible without this way of working. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole part process has been, um, I think we've just been working with what's in front of us. Like, you know, like Ben mentioned this, um, a lot of the recording that's been done in the past year obviously has been been, been done amid a global pandemic uh, where we weren't necessarily meeting. Um, at one point, Andrew was still living in Illinois. You know, it was like all these things uh, where we were doing things from our own homes, sending them out. It was text messages, it was emails. It was um, loading, loading things up to a drive, um, listening, giving feedback, Evernote, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, just every way of communicating possible just to get ideas out there and share them. And, you know, it sounds crazy, but when you're with a group of people who share a vision without even talking about it, that's the weird thing. Um, You know, talking about, let's just talk about the dwellers since the four of us are on here um, that came together so effortlessly. And it sounds like it would be hard to do something like that totally remotely, but honestly, it, 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 it's like nothing I've ever been involved in, you know, like I said, just through text messages, through phone calls, through FaceTime, through email, through just, I'm loading something to the drive. I'm going to let you know about it right now. It, it's just been wild, but, um, I don't think it really crossed our minds how we were doing it. We just wanted to do it. So. Well said, kind of click. Yeah, well said, man. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, how have you guys approached 
the sort of practical realities of that kind of remote collaboration. I'd love to hear, you know, you guys talk for just a few minutes about maybe strategies that you, you've, you know, come up with. I know that, like you said, we've been in a pandemic for, you know, the last uh, year and change. And I suspect that a lot of people have been, you know, taking that opportunity to chase, you know, the, the creative pursuits that maybe they haven't been home enough to, uh, sure. you know, to, to work on for a while. So what have you guys learned? You know, what, 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 are, what do you think the secret to your remote collaborative success has been? Well, it helps that I'm an anal retentive asshole. So uh, the OCD really. <laughs> <laughs> one of us needs to be. <laughs> Just one, please. <laughs> there have been some some challenges just in you know like logistically with how people work like like me it would have always been just endless email chains you know whereas ben was more like let's let's use evernote or let's use some you know platform that that everything everybody's seeing the same thing instead of a lot of back and forth email and just when you get into the particulars of of the specifics of how things were shared and how communication was handled there was an element of just learning to accommodate for other people's preferences compromise find what works best what's most efficient and adapt and adjust so i think there's there's been some level of that but um as far as the the creative process, kind of like Dave said, it really just clicked. I think we just found a group of people where, where things clicked. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chemistry there. And, and I, I, I think that uh, I'll just say on behalf of myself, I've been very grateful to be part of any project within the spaghetti records. Um, it feels very natural and the chemistry is there. It exists. And um, these, these guys have thrown things in my lap. I don't mean it like that, but they've given me things like, you know, hey, look at, check this out. And it's just very exciting. So um, I'm just very grateful to be part of it and here talking about it right now. So definitely. Yeah. And uh, just writing, you know, in terms of writing songs coming up with, um, uh, you know, I don't, you don't have a lot of the time somebody will have a complete structure or most of a structure or something like that, but then being able to just say, hey, Dave, like, here's this thing. What do you think? Or Ben, here's this. What do you think? And, and having them be able to come up on their own without any guidance, just like saying, Hey, play, listen to this. And if you like it, play along to it and let me know what you think. And then doing that, uh, and getting the result, getting, getting what they, getting back what they do is just, is really awesome. And yes, I am incredibly grateful. So it's just like a, it's a very cool, um, very cool collaborative effort. That's Andrew, what you're saying kind of strike that that's where we settled on the name is just that style of creativity and open mindedness and writing where you just like, a, like cook spaghetti, you throw it at the wall. And if it sticks, then you run with it. And if it falls down, then you still probably record it and just <laughs> have like a, <laughs> yeah. uh, a D side release for super right. fans to be punished with. But <laughs> yeah, that was the. That was the uh, backstory behind the name Spaghetti Records. That's kind of the way we record. Um, I have uh, songs I've done where I asked Andrew to co contribute some guitar, and he literally sent back like 16 guitar tracks, you know, 16 different ideas. And then I kind of chopped those up and pulled parts out and did some production, re reversed some things, whatever, just played with it and, and got what I want out of it. So there's that definite... Uh, there's never any hesitation to try an idea or 10 different ideas 
and there's never any, you know, if somebody does something that you're not feeling, I think we're all, we have that kind of mutual respect and work together in a way that, you know, if that was a, a noodle that didn't stick, you know, well, well, I'm not that into that. Let's try something different, you know? So there's this kind of broad net where we'll just try, you know, if, if Ben lays something down and you want something added, I might say, Hey, I'm hearing something like this, or I have this idea, or, and it might not even be a part that I record and send back. I might say, Hey, why don't you try something like this on the guitar? You know? So there's this definite, like, yeah, like throw it all at the wall and see what sticks kind of uh, philosophy behind it. I think it's really great. You know, I, I, I know that uh, having played in bands with Bill before and, and other folks, you know, I know one of the things that I value most and what I love about being in bands with people like yourselves, you know, who are oftentimes multi-instrumentalists. And, you know, I think that gives people a good sense of what's possible and where things could go and how to bend around other players. And I think what's really impressive to me about what you guys are doing is that there's so much of that interaction that we take for granted uh, when we're playing together in one room. You know, it happens very quick and it can feel very natural. And sometimes you don't realize you're doing it. And so I think I just want to say, you know, hats off to you guys for, from what I can tell and from what you're saying, figuring out a way to to do all that same stuff just with a little bit of latency in between, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're you're giving each other the ability to go through that same process, but just doing it, you know, in a, in a different way. And I think that that's, that's super awesome. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, congratulations to to managing to figure out how to do that because I think it's no small achievement. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. I, and I just wanted to say because we have since gotten together now um, uh, in person and we've been able to play together. And I realized that I just really hate these guys and I can't stand <laughs> being in the room with them. No, no, it's, it's the complete opposite. So it just took it to another level. And honestly, after our first time getting together and actually playing in person, some of the songs that we had done, uh, you know, depending on, I'm not just talking about the dwellers. I'm talking about mm-hmm. spaghetti records in general, just getting together, seeing these guys talking in person. And um, after a year of not doing that and all of these ideas coming out remotely, virtually, um, you know, it was, it was very emotional. So I, it, again, it just took it to another level. Dave cried. I cried <laughs> pretty much the entire time I was driving home. So yes, uh, I haven't, <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Weekly Noodle, the official podcast of Spaghetti Records. Join us next week with your regular hosts when we talk about more behind-the-scenes noodle action. Keep it saucy, noodleheads. He said, reading is for stupid people. Why would I spend 12 hours reading a book when I can watch the movie in two? Oh. And uh, so, yeah, it's, well, it's absolutely brilliant. The Weekly Noodle is the official podcast of Spaghetti Records. All audio materials herein are hereby property of Spaghetti Records and relevant subsidiary parties. Trademark, copyright, secret recipe. Unauthorized duplication of authorized noodles is uncouth, rude, and generally frowned upon. The Weekly Noodle is made possible for listeners like you.